Welcome to the Sports Marketing Huddle, a podcast that takes a look at all things marketing in the world of sports. Alongside Brian Cristiano, I'm Rob Cressy. Today's topic, the biggest risks we've taken, and we're going to go a little bit off script on this one. No fact about me of the day. And Brian, I was just sitting at home one day thinking about potential topics. And I was like, you know what I really want to talk about are the biggest risks we've taken because I think there's so many learning experiences and things that we can share that can help the people listening. I like this idea, man. I think, um, yeah, I think we're going to both probably tell some stories we've never told before. And uh, hopefully some people in the audience take a, get a takeaway from it, from our insight and from what you and I have experienced. I'm, I'm excited to do this one. This is fun. So I don't consider myself a risk taker, despite the fact that I've probably done some things that people think I'm crazy. For example, I've run with the bulls in Spain. I've gone skydiving. I've gone cage diving with great white sharks. Uh, I've quit multiple six figure jobs for another job where there was an unknown. And then I also quit those jobs to start my own business and essentially create the world in my own image. But the way that I see things, it's more about calculated risks and living than it is. I know, Brian, we previously talked about living with fear. Fear doesn't really enter my brain when it comes to some of these things. It's, I think there's a difference between risk and reckless when evaluating risk. Reckless is why in the world did you do that? There's certainly not the upside for that. And I think uh, my parents would certainly say I was a little bit reckless for wanting to run with the bulls in Spain. And that's probably one of the most, I don't know, adrenaline meets fear things that I've ever done in my entire life. I highly recommend it. The simplest way to describe it is imagine being uh, at the start of like a marathon or something, and then a gun goes off and everybody runs as fast as they can and you can get trampled uh, you have to have a buddy system and it was completely awesome. Most it was just unbelievable experience when it was done. That's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, what, so what for, you know, from your perspective, like what is the one thing that sticks out as the biggest, the biggest overall risk for you? Well, the biggest overall risk without a doubt was quitting my job when I was doing advertising sales to say, I'm going to build the awesomest sports media company ever. And it's because I said to myself, I would always regret if I never gave that opportunity because they always say, do what you're most passionate about. And for me, without a doubt, I love sports more than anything. I don't watch the news. I don't watch Netflix. I don't watch anything except for sports. You could say I'm a Utah jazz fan. I'm a, I love to play darts. I love anything. I can talk about anything about sports. So for me, there's a bigger risk not taking it because I don't want to be somebody who lives in regret because you can never get back time. And oftentimes there's never a great time to do something. But for me, I always had a long-term vision. I, I always saved money without knowing what I was going to do with it until one day I said, you know what, this is, this is the time. Uh, every successful ad sales job I had, I left at the top where the company was better when I left than when I got there. So I knew I wasn't leaving someone high and dry. We left on good terms. And then with that, I just hit the ground running. And there's a lot of uncertainty when you start your own business, especially if you don't know what you're doing, which certainly I didn't. And I probably still don't. 
Uh, that's why I read so much and why I'm a sponge for learning because uh, you've got to figure out how to make it happen. And it's that's what gets me out of bed every day. So a lot of people see the way that I'm very regimented like a robot. I think very much about living in action and success. And it starts right out of the gate because it's the purpose of what I'm doing every single day. And that's a risk worth taking. And if I see we talk one year from now and I'm bankrupt and I failed, I wouldn't see it as a failure. It's that's living because you, I can't take back anything that I've learned and the knowledge that I have through this entire journey moving forward is always going to stick with me. I'm never worried about myself because I'm always betting on myself every single day in a long-term basis. Do you think the pinnacle moment for you when you finally decided, look, I'm going to actually do it. I'm going to pull the trigger and start my own thing. Was it that you were just more fearful of having regret not doing it? Was that like the, was that what pushed it over the edge? No, I, I wanted to live my dreams. Mm -hmm. You only, you only get one chance, one life. So for me, I don't, I don't live with regret. I actually couldn't tell you one thing I've ever regretted in my life. Same. But for me, it's the other way around. It's, this is your opportunity to say, you know what it was? I didn't wake up every day saying, man, I can't wait to sling some banner ads and emails. <laughs> and despite the fact that I was awesome at it, like I was really good at advertising sales. I didn't wake up saying, holy crap, I can't wait to do this. Instead, I said, I'm going to find what I am passionate about. And by the way, I knew if I could be successful at advertising sales, I could be successful at anything, especially something that I love. I like it. And it's a good transition. Um, for me, I have a lot. I, I have a insatiable appetite for risk. I have a hunger for it. I am not afraid of risk. Um, you know, when I was a kid, I was into extreme sports, uh, rollerblading, like, you know, X Games type level stuff, like snowboarding, crazy, stupid stuff. I'd jump off roofs of buildings, like, no problem. Always loved risk. Um, so that was never an issue or a problem for me when I'm not taking some level of a risk. I'm more calculated in my older age now, but, um, that was never a problem for me. However, I think the biggest risk and like pinnacle of like the biggest thing I can think of in my career and my time is back in like the early to mid two thousands when I was starting to really build my first production company. I had to learn it all, school the hard knocks. I had no idea what I was doing. I was figuring out as I went. I come from a family of blue-collar workers. Not one person in my family or extended family had ever owned a business, had ever thought about owning a business, had had any level of entrepreneurship. All smart people, but not, nothing to do with business or entrepreneurship. So I had no mentors at all directly. Um, and so I was just figuring this all out on my own. And so when you lack that level of you know basic education on entrepreneurship and money and building a company you make a lot of mistakes and in the early to mid 2000s i found myself at the point of where like i was honestly depressed i'll never be back there again in my life i was honestly depressed i was almost i was over 200 grand in the hole almost a quarter million in the hole and i don't come from money i literally like started on 0 dollars my family comes from no money the most money i ever borrowed was 1000 bucks from my mom and i paid her back like a year later i like i don't come from anyone where i could make a phone call now i could but back then i couldn't make a phone call to anybody even like think about that level of money like let alone like be in the hole that level of money 
And it ate at me, dude. I didn't know what to do. Like I was at the point of where I wasn't going to be able to make my next month's uh, office rent payment. I was already a month behind on my uh, personal rent in New York City. I was scared out of my mind and all I was like just locked up in fear because I'm like, this isn't going to work out. And I don't want to like go back to my mom's house on Long Island and say, well, yeah, all those dreams, all that big smack I talked like didn't work out. I was a failure. Like it, it hurt me. And I didn't know what to do about it. And I would just look at the bills. I was getting phone calls from every, every vendor, every credit agency. I couldn't like escape it. And it was like paralyzing to me. And I, I came to, there was two pieces to this. One was, I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do because if I can't make my personal rent, I'm out of here. I'm going to get evicted. So I put an ad on Craigslist, seriously. And I rented, I had one bedroom apartment in the Upper East Side at the time. I rented out my entire apartment with a caveat that somebody would sleep on the couch, that somebody was me. So I rented out my whole apartment, slept on my couch, put all my shit in the cabinets in the kitchen because I couldn't even afford storage. Um, it was the most depressing. I would like sit on my couch because I'm like, I remember sitting on the couch watching TV with my new roommate. He was a cool dude. If I hung out with him now, amazing pastry chef. If I hung out with him now, we'd have a great time. I remember sitting on that couch just going, fuck, I want to go to bed, but I can't because the dude who basically pays for the entire rent of this apartment is sitting on my bed. This sucks. And it was horrible, horrible feeling. And so I had found out, I'd read like a lot of Tony Robbins stuff and, and everything, and, you know, in that point in my life and some other things. It just didn't, I liked it, but I wasn't taking the action on it. It wasn't clicking. And I happened to hear that he was going to be like in New York or New Jersey like two weeks later. And I found out it was like 700 bucks to go. And I'm like, I don't know. I literally had no cash. I'm like totally in the hole. And so my roommate paid me in cash for that month's rent. So I had that month's rent, which was due in like a week. And I'm like, well, I'm already a month behind. I, my roommate doesn't know. I either take this money and I go to Tony Robbins or I pay the rent and I'm still in the same position. I took the money and I went to Tony Robbins. And I think it was because I was like literally down to, there was no other options. Like I literally, I burned the boats. Like there was no options. I'm like, now I can't pay for it. I'm going to be two months behind. I'm going to get evicted. And my roommate who doesn't know is going to get evicted. I can't, I'm definitely not going to be able to make my business rent. I'm, I'm screwed. I have no one I can call to help me out in this. Oh, this Tony Robbins stuff better work. And I went there and I took it so seriously. It was insane. I don't know if I I give a lot of credit to Tony. I don't know if it was just Tony or if it was just that I was like, there is no option but to not fail in this situation. I came back. I totally changed my entire perspective on life. Like that was it. I changed my perspective on life. I actually ended up losing like 30 pounds as heavy as I'd ever been because I was like stress eating. I lost 30 pounds in three months. I got my shit back together in 12 months. I got completely out of the hole. And went from negative almost a quarter million to a million dollars gross revenue of the, of the company in like 12, maybe it was like 14 months. That was the risk of like literally, I'm going to put myself, I'm going to bankrupt myself or I'm going to fix it. That was a, I mean, I, and you know what's crazy, dude? I know I'm going a little right here telling the story. I think back to sitting on that couch all the time and I remind myself of how I felt. I think about it and I feel it and it's terrible. It feels disgusting to me. Like it gives me the shivers. Because I never, ever want to feel like that a day in my life. And I never want my family to ever know what that feels like. I will never, ever be back in that position. I will always work so hard to never be there. So the, the, pull, the, like, the poison of me not in the, ever wanting to feel that and the pull of where I want to go, dude, it's, got me on the, it's had me on the straight and narrow for a decade. Wow, that's an awesome story there for sure. <laughs> there, there's, a, there's a lot to digest. Yeah. And it's the the low points are probably the hardest parts of the risk, especially on an entrepreneurial journey. So 
for me, one example of that was one thing I wanted to do to engage the bacon sports community was throw an event. Mm -hmm. And I wanted an event that was larger than a bar, but not renting out soldier field. And it just so happens that the perfect event space was union station in Chicago, which held up to 2000 people. And I spent nine months planning this event, the Bacon Sports and Beer Celebration. 25 craft breweries, 25 restaurants serving bacon-inspired dishes. Uh, we had 10 sports sponsors, Nerf Games, Papa Shot, DJ, Photo Booth, TVs with games on, people rocking jerseys. I put everything in my entire life into this nine months. I never thought an event before in my life, <laughs> so I just so happened to to rent out something that cost, I believe it was $25,000 nice. for this event space, never having thrown an event before. And I thought I'd done everything correctly. I mean, if I had done that again, well, I did do it again. And I did the exact same stuff. And one week before the event, we had had like 50 tickets sold. <laughs> and the, the fear that paralyzed me was very similar to what you felt on that couch with when you wanted to go to sleep and someone was there and you're like, you're at your absolute lowest because I just thrown everything in my entire life. It's just money, effort, my reputation and everything. And what I didn't know, which, which comes from experience is that in events, all the sales come like the last 48 hours. Mm -hmm. yep. And this was a few days before then, but little did I know there and that feeling right there was something that I never want to feel again of the, the helplessness because I was sitting there thinking, I was like, oh my God, I'm about to lose $40,000 yep. on top of all the effort and all the people and everything that I put into it. And thankfully, the event ended up being a huge success. Uh, tickets came flying through the last 48 hours but in that moment is something that you'll ne you'll never forget that nope. that's what drives me because when you get the lowest of lows it's what drives you to like Antonio Brown says do one more rep yep. just one more in that that success that drives you it's it's uh it's why I'm glad that I take entrepreneurial journeys while you don't want to have to experience it it's what makes it that much better it's so crazy. It really is. And it's, it's, I think back to, and yeah, you're right. Like you get paralyzed at least until you've had that experience a, a couple of times in life and realize that it's not that big of a deal. But until you do, it's scary and it like paralyzes you and it stops you from taking action, which is the exact opposite of what you need to do. And it, it all, the only thing that's going to change it is action um, and not being so fearful. And it's just so nuts because I do, I think back like, wow, had I just given in and paid that next month's rent, like, where would I be now? Would I be, like, sleeping on my mom's couch, like, 18, 15 years later? Like, really? Like, what I what would have happened to me had I not just said, screw it, I'm going to take this risk, I'm going to go all in, and I'm going to change my situation. I don't know what I'm going to do. Hopefully, this other dude, Tony's, got some answers for me, but I have to make some change. I Like, had I not taken that risk, dude? And it's so crazy. I literally like flipped that entire company around in less than a year and a half and then built an entirely separate multi-million dollar company after that one as well. Like, it, and it's so crazy because you think, and I, I just wonder how many people were have ever been in a similar situation where they're on the ropes, they're about to give up, 
and they were given an opportunity or a choice where they could have said, you know what, one more shot. And had they taken it, they would have had all the success. And how many people didn't take it just out of the fear and therefore just kept themselves in that situation? I wonder that. And I really wonder, like, what would happen to me? So I I guess it's a little bit of luck, and I guess it's a little bit of just my under, like, at the bottom, bottom of me, my gut would never let it happen no matter how low. But it's interesting for me to think about that. Somewhere, someone quit yesterday. Yeah. Like, the day before, because that's the thing. I play the long-term game. As much as I want short-term success every day, I'm just making steps forward. And eventually you say, this is get This is going to pay off there. And mm-hmm. you don't know where it is. And the hardest thing about risk is patience. Yes. Is that businesses aren't built overnight. Relationships aren't built overnight. Success is not built overnight. It's like someone will look at you and like, wow, Brian, you're one of those 12 year overnight successes. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. 18 years. But you know, <laughs> you know, what's crazy though, is I think about this, how many people, including myself, had some, if somebody had just said to me, walked into my apartment that night when I was thinking about it, or even months before and just said, Hey, look, all you need to do is just keep moving forward, go to this thing, change your mindset. And you know what? Not only is all this going to disappear, the problems, but you're going to see two major successes. All that stress would have melted away and be like, oh, all right, that's all I got to do. Cool. That's great. But life doesn't work that way. You have to continue to move forward and you have to convince yourself that that is how you get to that finish line or get to that next mile marker in life is by doing. And that fear, that paralyzation is the only thing that's going to stop you from getting there and convince yourself that that mile marker, that finish line is literally just right around the corner. You're almost there. You're almost there. But if you don't keep pushing, you, you quit right before the end. That's, that's screwed up. That's, that sucks. Yeah. And for me, it's very much the runner's mentality when training for a marathon or anything with you, Brian, it's one more step every single time that anytime I was training, I would never stop. I mean, I stopped to get a drink, but I wouldn't like walk because I was tired because I was always just like, keep on going. Just one more, just one more. And, and that's the mindset that you've got to have is for me, it's, you burn the boats. You absolutely yeah. have to do it. And that's when you're going to see greatness out of your success, out of yourself. I agree. I, it, it's that it's burning the boats because like, at least for me, when I had no choice, I put myself in a position where I had no choice. That was it. There was no choice to make. So I just did it. Um, and that's difficult, but sometimes you need to do that for yourself. And then on the other side of it, I think it's people get locked up in fear. I don't have fear like that anymore. I feel nervous. I like, I get that feeling in my gut sometimes still, but I don't hesitate. Like I don't sit on a couch for any period of time and debate it and think about it and wonder if and why and what and think about what happened in the past. I don't operate like that anymore because you learn after experiencing stuff like that. That's not the only, that's just one of the big, big moments. But you learn that this is just part of the journey. This is how it works. That's how it feels. And so then if you just know that that's just what it feels like, okay. It's like if you went to the gym and expected that every rep you did would just feel nice and easy like a massage, and then you went to do it. You'd be like, oh my God, this is terrible. But you know that it's going to feel like garbage. But you know that three weeks later, by feeling like garbage today, you're going to have that outcome. It's the same thing in life. So it's like, look, sometimes you're going to go through garbage. Sometimes it's going to hurt. Sometimes it's not going to be fun. Sometimes it's going to suck. Sometimes it's not going to go your way. But when you stop, you don't get any results. But when you keep pushing through, that's when, re- when the results happen. Amen to that. Is there any last words you want to impart on everybody? No, but if anyone has a really good story of them overcoming anything, big or small, 
We'd love to hear it. Maybe we'll talk about it on the next show. <laughs>